Even when there's nothing going on, your mind can make a story out of it. perception to fall, drop back, like instead of sitting in the front row of the movies where all you can see is the pictures in front of you, sit at the back row so that you can see that the movie is on a screen. The movie of you, your life, your memories, your stories. They're not yours anyway, but when you're up close and personal with the screen, they feel like they're yours. But they're not, they're just passing through a body-mind organism. And that's not you. So as though your view is getting wider, pull back still from that back row seat of the movies. Sink or dissolve further away from the package of stories that is you, that is the phenomenal you. No need to reach out to these words, let them come to you. No need to grasp anything. It's about dissolving, melting, letting rest come, letting rest show itself. 
There is no agenda there. There is no part of life that needs your attention right now. So rather than placing attention on something, let attention be reabsorbed from wherever it seems to arise out of. Let it sink back down. Pay no attention to mind, whatever it's doing, it doesn't matter. Let attention be at rest. Reabsorbed into wherever it came from. This is the natural state. A sense of peace and rest. That's how the body interprets it. A sense of calm that all is well. And knowing that all is well. And that whatever mind engages in, it's just mind doing its thing, participating, putting labels and stories together. It really has nothing to do with you. It's just a mechanism for functioning in the world. That's all. Let's see if attention can almost fully stay at home, but yet participation can happen. Just enough for engagement. No need to go out into your stories, into your life, into what excites you or depresses you or Stop those stories. They're just stories. And we drop the stories by managing your attention. 
Where is your attention? Let it rest where it rests naturally. Mind will do its best to lure you, to entice you, to reactivate your interest in the story of you, in what life has to supposedly offer to an imagined you. Mind is going to do that, that's its job. Just see through it. Some part of you must know that it's not worth full-on engagement with life because you wouldn't be here if life was doing it for you. You wouldn't be sitting here. So something knows it's not good enough. Even just for this morning, to revisit, to see, is my attention fully in the story of what's happening here, fully <clears throat> in today? Or is my attention resting at home and some automatic functioning? Something else is taking care of this body-mind. Something else is, is coming through it. That life is being lived through your form, but you're not controlling it. Can you see that you're not in the driving seat at all? It's just an idea. Just see if attention stays inside or if stories crank up with that extra stimulus, stimuli being invited of you know, variety of things in the external world. Can your attention stay inside while the eyes are taking in information? It's useful if, if you can feel or resonate with the idea that it's natural, that to have your attention inside is natural. It's almost like an energetic 
repositioning. And from there, you'll be able to plan and focus and read and participate. See if it feels natural. If it feels natural, somehow the nervous system will work with your, the movement to return to what's natural. The nervous system likes it. It just likes it because it's not in fight or flight. It doesn't have anxiety. It's, it's not under any pressure. That's why it feels natural. So it's a good benchmark to remember is like, okay, what feels natural? Where's that place inside? Does it, what, where's that feeling of something that's natural? So it's a good term, the natural state. The body can be in pain and the natural state can be there. There can be all kinds of pressures going on, and yet there can be some resting, abiding. Mm, some place that's not in the story. Just not identified. So watch to see if mind now tries to identify with the natural state. Wow, if I could live here, if I could operate from this place all the time, you know, like, ah, there's mind saying, ooh, we have something to gain here. There we go, ownership coming back in, sneaking in again. None of that story. Don't let any of that story be of interest to you. No ownership, nothing to gain, nothing to lose. It's just a shift from your point of perception. And how we're doing it is playing with the positioning of attention. Where is your attention? So when you're ready, open your eyes and see if there's any shift. If there can be seeing without going out to what is seen, without the labeling. Just seeing is happening, but no story, no new story. And there'll be a resting in that which is natural. 
Don't make a story out of it. There's no need for you, the phenomenal you, to go into the natural state. That kind of doesn't work. Then you've turned it into like a, you know, a state of mind or a trick or something to control life. And it's like, wow, off we go again. It's not what we're at. It somehow seems to be at a distance from the one who wants to gain something, from the greedy one. Because the eye is always greedy. You know? It wants attention for itself, it wants lots of stories to be all about me. You know, it's greedy. Nothing to gain here. See the greediness at play? And say, okay, gotcha. Drop it. It's seen and no further interest. Anyway, let's see if there's an old story that wants to come up and be, after all that, I'm dropping up the story. So what can we do? We can only talk about the story. Here we go. <laughs> it's a catch-22, isn't it? The thing is, the stories are actually fine if your perception, your attention, you know, it has pulled back, is behind it, is outside of it. There's no investment, no ownership. Then the stories are just stories. They're just stories. Yes. And number two, Celia. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, it was easy to close my eyes and be listening to you and go into that natural state. But sometimes it, and it's not all the time, but sometimes I feel like I have to do something to get there. Ah. It's like doing. And, and, and is the doing, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but is the doing just to get there or does the doing continue once, once you're there? No, once I'm there, it stops. Yeah. Okay. But it's this doing. Yes. That I don't know how to avoid the doing and just have it not be instantaneous. Yes. Or if I find myself out there to be instantaneously back in there once I realize what's happening. So is there quite a process in this doing? Does it take you a while to get in? Do you have to work at it? Not too long, but yeah, it's just doing. It feels like doing. Huh. You know, maybe, you know, it's probably yes. not more than five seconds, but, sure. but it's still doing. It's still doing. <clears throat> it, it's a doing to get into the natural state if you've mm -hmm. already done something to leave it. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting that you notice the doing in the backpedaling, but you're not talking about the doing, which is the part of you that has gone out in the first place. Yes. Yes. Now, if we could feel the disturbance of the doing going out and investing in your story, wouldn't that be an interesting doing to see? Yes, it would. Uh -huh. yeah. When you wake in the morning, is the natural state there or is, is there a story full on when you come to? And sometimes there's sometimes there's stories because the alarm won't go off. It's crickets, and you know it's it's soft and it's easy. It's not disturbing or anything. I don't feel real disturbed. Yeah. Um, I suppose some of both. Some of both. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Being quiet and. Okay. All of a sudden, thinking about all I have to do. Yeah. Okay. You've got some habits there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really have to do so much? <laughs> um, you know, some people's lives are complicated and they have to do loads of things. But do you have to do so much? No. Mm. Honestly, no. Okay. Okay. There's something worth considering there. <laughs> Why have we made life busy? Because it, it, it allows us to, you know, get juiced up about it and, and we're automatically out and in there can be feeling important or it's good to be busy or a fear of being still and have nothing to do and it can be a variety of cocktail you know cocktail yeah. of options in the ability to say no ah yeah that would change things for you mm -hmm. ah. yeah probably would well <laughs> there's something uh-huh <laughs> yeah 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 so, in other words, what you're saying is by not doing so much, the natural state would be more, would be there. There's two layers. That's the okay. first layer, is that there, there's, there's something out of sync about the amount you're doing. But this, so that's the first thing. And it's like, okay, if actually, you know, if you're looking after, you know, if you're caring for somebody, for example, it's full on busy. We've got to find a way to work around it. Okay, we'll find a way to work around it. But if you can, if, if what honors you, it's kind of like getting your house in order, you know, organizing like a lifestyle or a diet that supports you. Mm -hmm. In the same way, it's organizing a list of activities that are aligned with what works best for you. Okay. So if that means learning how to say no, just so that it works better for you to be less physically busy. So it's like, it's getting your house in order. Mm -hmm. That's the first point. The second one is that your idea around, your ideas around what you have to do. That can be a heavier thought than actually what you have to do. You're right. Yeah. There's, so there's two layers here, they're quite separate. Mm -hmm. So thinking about your to-do list, that can create stress 
overwhelm, we're in. That's only story. That's purely story. Right. Just imagining all you have to do. I mean, there's nothing going on. You're probably in the car imagining about it or in the shower imagining what you have to do. You know, making breakfast, thinking about what you have to do. And it's like, that is pure story because you ain't doing it. You're just, you're just yeah. feeling the weight of it. Right. And then that gives us overwhelm and we run a bit of adrenaline and we get addicted to the adrenaline and off we go. Yes. I can relate to all that. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you have two layers to go at this. Mm-hmm. One is around the, the saying no to literally curb back. Mm-hmm. And even if the whole world does not support it, you push through because your mind isn't going to want you to have less to do. It, it's not going to want that. Okay. You know, because habits like this take years to build up. Right. So the unwinding from it is a, is a careful, detailed extraction. It's like a little surgery. Okay. You see, to break the habit from mind. So it's just like not paying any attention to what the mind is saying, but just pushing through. With the overwhelming thought of the to-do yeah. list? Uh-huh. Yeah, pushing through. Does it feel like a pushing through? Sometimes. Yeah. I could relate to what you said about feeling overwhelmed. And and without even doing, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Without even doing. But more and more, there is the natural state appears... But there's occasionally that I, occasion that I have to create it. Yes. I'm feeling like I have to create it. Yes. It's just another part of that to-do list. It's another to-do. Yeah. Yeah. So I mind like has, it. Yes. But, and mind has even added that on the to-do list in order to keep the, yeah. you know, overwhelm, whatever it triggers, just to keep it alive. It's even hijacked that. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, it has. So then it looks like the, 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 the original question, the feeling like you have to do something, that, that's a pain because of the overwhelm. It's because of your relationship to the bundle of thoughts that have to do with your to-do list. Because it's like, oh, i got to pull back. If that feels like something to do, what you're doing is you're interpreting it in okay. the same way as you interpret the rest of your to-do list. Right. With okay. the overwhelm and the heaviness of it. Yes, I hear that. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's not pushing through to add to my to-do list. Uh-huh. It's just moving. Yes, it's seeing that, whoa, mm-hmm. something is responding as this is a heavy thing to do. It's like, that's just a bundle of thoughts. I'm going to do whatever happens. What, what's heavy about it? I'm going to be doing something all the time. And if I'm just sitting here doing nothing, my body's doing a whole lot of stuff. And I'm not concerned about that. Do you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like feeling overwhelmed because, you know, your liver has to do this and your, you know, your heart has to do this and your pituitary has to do this. And it's like, yeah, that's going to give you a mega overwhelm if you saw the amount of things that were going yeah. on. But we don't think about it. So I have the same approach to your to-do list. They're just activities that are part of your day. All right, so it's just looking at it and not reacting. Not reacting. And say, whoa, there's my mind again. And you'll find that your mind will go a gazillion times a day 
to the, to the heavy response from thinking about your to-do list. That'd be a really interesting one to blow up. Yeah, would. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be great. It would actually. That would mm -hmm. just break a loop. Yeah. So it's just yeah. not paying any attention to it. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, there, that's just a loop. That's just a loop. I'm not going to think about the to-do list. It's just going to happen. I've them all written down here and they get done or they won't. But I'm not thinking about it. So just to stop running that loop. Okay. Are you, are you exhausted? Is there something tired? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something really feels tired. Like, like you could just cry, you know, from exhaustion. It feels heavy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that layer is, it, it has you worn down, you know? It, it has you worn down. You can throw it off. Take a little bit of uh, vigilance. By doing that, then, by actually accomplishing that, the natural state will just automatically appear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's worth worth the vigilance, isn't it? Just yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Morning. I would like to talk about grief. Yes. Because <clears throat> I lost my son eight months ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And he took his own life. I was on vacation in Europe, and six days into it, I got the phone call from my oldest son. And um, When I flew home, it felt like he was saying to me, no more suffering, Mom. I'm free, you're free. And I really took that to heart, that I don't need to suffer around this. And I'm not going to go into the story about if I only had done that as a mother. And, and because he, he was um, trapped in, the, in drugs, even though he was a very professional man, but his brain just got stuck in it. But because I've had depression myself, um, I just, some part of me goes, oh, well, maybe that's part in our lineage or whatever. Yeah. However, I've been very good at not going into suffering around it. But there's grief. Yes. And sometimes I wonder if I am being so good about not suffering that I don't allow the grief. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So yesterday, when I left here, I just, and last night, there was a lot of grieving. Yes. And I think it's because I'm sitting in this loving environment, and there's no one saying you shouldn't be grieving. Yes. Yes. So, because grief can be there in the stillness, right? Yes. Yes. 
Yes. It's totally natural. And it generally comes in waves and it's like a just whoosh, huge wave and it whoosh, and then it passes. Yeah, and I hadn't had a wave in a long time and it happened last night. Yeah. Because in the, the grief there's also beauty. In, it's kind of a strange dichotomy that it's in the bottom of it that you know, when I find the surrendering into it there is just like a sweetness to it. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes. It's a beautiful human phenomenon. Really, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I remember watching a program about killer whales that were watching how they would feed themselves, and one of the things they did would get up on shore and get the seal cubs. And the mother of one of these seal cubs was just wailing, running back and forth on the beach. And when I saw that, of course, it just triggered the wailing that went yeah. through me. But at the same time, I saw the beauty in it to be able to feel so much. Yes. 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 So to allow that, right? Not yes. To, because I think I'm a little stoic at times that I... Sure. Yeah, yeah, it mustn't... Sure. But it has to work. It does. Right? It does. It has to work its way through. Yeah. It's beautiful that the, the lid has come off that, you know, mm -hmm. to allow the, the waves to just come as they will. And it's like they'll just melt you, you know? Yeah. Just turn you into a blob, you know? And, and that's beautiful, be a blob. But it's, a, it's a, an exquisite human expression. Grief is. You know, and when I came home last night, there was a little knock on the door, and my neighbors—they have two children—and the mom and the children were there, and she had drawn me a picture, and I don't know, she just came with it, and it was just like I felt such love that it was—I don't want to make stories about he's on the other side or whatever, you know. It's just because I don't go there; he's here. Sure. And. Um, but it was such a, somehow it was just a gesture of love coming through my neighbor's kids, you yes. know? It was yes. just so beautiful. Yes. So. Yes. <sighs> Thank yes. you. What a gift that grief is, grief is giving you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's making something soft, yes. malleable, and yeah. more human. Yeah. You know, I don't know how we become more human or less human, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. That just, just something that's able to allow all of it. Allow all of it. Yeah, there is a sweetness in it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm delighted it's flowing. And you do know the difference between the grief and the suffering, oh, yeah. you know? Because suffering is... is it, 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 you know, you, you'll have to have all kinds of cause and effect. You'll have to have story and cause yes. and effect. It's dead mm -hmm. story. Whereas this is just, whoa, an emotional release, mm -hmm. you know. A meltdown, you know. It's like, yeah. yeah. Let it soften every part of you, you know. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And there'll be a few years in it, you know. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, thank you.
Hi there. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Um, I, I, I want to talk about um, discern, discernment and choice, of, you know, where I'm sitting as we talked yesterday. Um, and as you were talking with Barbara, and you said something about um, uh, do we notice when we have fallen, so to speak, out of the natural state? It's one thing when we're, we're noticing that we are, you know, choosing and having our meditation time or whatever. We're, we're aware, in, in other words, our attention is falling into or falling back, you know? And then there's a, another, do, but I think you, you, you said, do we notice when we are falling out, I know you can't fall out of the natural state, but yeah. that you are coming forward with your stories. Yes. So I think my uh, question is, um, like someone like yourself, if you're uh, living totally in that awareness of that natural state at all times, then there's always this positioning of being back, so to speak. And so when, when whatever life is presenting, whatever it is, it's, you just flow with it. There's not a like, should I or shouldn't I, or decisions or that. The discernment is just natural. The wisdom is just a natural flowing. The loving is just a natural. And you don't have any question about your, shall I or shall I not do whatever, simple or complex it is. Yeah, it's not quite like that. Um, the, in the natural state, there's no personal I. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no I there. The mm -hmm. I gets created when mm -hmm. there is attention on the personal stories. Mm -hmm. it, it, it cranks up in order to give them a reality feel. So that whatever is coming up, there's absolutely no story at all about it as a, as a person, whether you're at a stoplight or... Um, it doesn't matter. It, it, like, if, if thoughts come, it's more like they're just thoughts, rather than the content of the story. They're, they're just thoughts. They're just known to be thoughts. It, it seems like thoughts have a, always have a context. I mean, the thoughts that come up here are not the thoughts that come up, you know, there. They're just... You know, I have my set, so to speak. Sure. In this, this yeah. body mind, you know, the, the thoughts that come here are yeah. are unique to this body mind, and they're unique to every body mind. So it's not like they're just thoughts that that are random. They're particular. Well, they, they kind of are, you know. They kind of are random. We share thoughts. We pick up each other's thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a unique package at all. We're, mm. we're not that special, you know? Mm. We keep recycling the same stuff. <laughs> like, have you noticed that a lot of what people said probably resonates with you mm -hmm. too? Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's a lot of overlap, huh? It, it's about the personal eye. It's about ownership. It's about my story. Me minding my patch. Mm. It's about that. Because you can go to the natural state and you can live there, but, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? 
it's it's like returning your attention and actually there you know it's like things get rearranged so that perception recognizes that the story of you requires a bit of an investment that's not running so it's it, it, it's just not really valid the story of you in the natural state you see mm-hmm. and while while you might have to work at it when when the self-referencing mechanism breaks down it, it's like it, 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 it what the term that they use is there's an embodiment and from there, it's as though there's a wider lens all the time. It's like your, 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 your viewing point doesn't rest in the personal me and the world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's back there to where it's, it's kind of all interconnected and it's all a dream. It's all interconnected, but none of it is real. And, and that becomes the baseline for where viewing happens. And seeing through that you are part of your own movie is the key to that. You see? So it's a little more... There's another angle in there. What you're saying is fine, but it's like there's another thing in there that's actually the crux of it. Which is about... You know, we can practice all we want and leave the natural state, but like when I am in the natural state, that's a state of mind. That's not the natural state. You see? Does everything happen automatically? Sh- sure, but it's not that huge wisdom comes and huge discernment comes. It's not. These are skills we have to learn, that the body-mind has to learn, huh? About, you know, balancing our life and how to, you know, how, like the, the wisdom, of course, is in pure consciousness. It's all there, but are we lined up with it? Are we in sync with it or not? Is the body-mind able to, to read it or not? You know? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can hear you, but I don't think I quite... I guess the difference in... I guess it's discernment of... Like you just said, that there are things that you have to learn in, in just managing this life. Yes. Not managing this yeah, sure, work, but, but I, you know, discernment, yeah. wisdom, and, and etc. And yet you're also saying that that... Come, uh, doing that from a personal you story it is not and that, that's a big paradox there you know, uh-huh. I, I, that I don't I, I don't uh, I can't quite uh-huh. do you know let's say you're a violinist in an orchestra and if you don't tune your violin mm-hmm. you can't play with there's it. yeah there's like the whole orchestral sound and then there's you because it won't reconnect, it won't connect with the one movement that's happening. Whereas if you tune your violin, it blends in. Mm. Now, it's a bit like that. Mm. It's like whatever we have to do to the brain to shift perspective, to dissolve the stories, to resolve, resolve a loop that we kept going into. And some things we just have to heal. That's the fastest way to drop it, is just heal it and let it be not something that... It's drawing your attention for a reason if there's a repetitive story. So we change patterns, we, you know, we, we take time out, which often gives you some wisdom because you see situations from a non, a non-involved scenario and wisdom comes like this. And so all these things that we do is like tuning the violin so that it merges with the flow of pure consciousness. It merges 
unmanipulated. You know, we don't we don't manipulate the, the the natural order, like the destiny of the body mind, the natural order that's flowing from pure consciousness, where there is pure wisdom, pure discernment. Of course, of course, there is. So if we're not lined up, if we're not in tune, we we, we twist it a little bit and we set it off in our own direction. We can do that much. We can tune ourselves well. We can do that much. You know? And then we kind of get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, once the violin is in tune, that's it. You might have the brake check that it's in tune again, but it, once it's in tune, it's like, okay, you can forget about tuning it now. It's in tune, and you play until your attention is brought, like, oh, it's out of tune again, you know? And you tighten it up. It's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. So the violin, like tuning the violin, is like, that's the body-mind mechanism. Certain things need to be put in place. They do. And we kind of know that we're out of tune, just like we do um, in our bodies. Like, whoops, I ate too much of that, and so therefore my stomach... That's right. And so, as we're moving through, and we have a clash, or a conflict, or an upset, whatever, that's not just a natural flow, it's like... If you take it personally, if it's like, I've done this, or, or I don't it. want this, or... Or noticing that, maybe, I don't, yeah. But what you're noticing, what will draw your attention is the personal. It's me and my story. That's what will tell you. Because, because the, the singularity of that one violin is screaming. You notice that there's a difference. And it's about that your attention is brought to the one violin. Otherwise, you wouldn't know which violin you're listening to. It's just a cacophony of sound. You see? So something brings your attention to the particular, to the idea that you and your life and this, there's disturbance or there's... My story is active. So it's like the violin's story is active when it's out of tune. That's the story of the violin. It's out of tune. But when it's merged, Mm -hmm. you you, you can't find one particular violin. So... Right, but to know that your violin is out of tune is... That's... Suffering. Right, but that's also the personal, that's the story, that's me. Yep. And, and it's me owning the story. It's it being my story. It's ownership. That's the difference. Otherwise, it could be there is this out of tune sound, and um, it's not mine, but I'm going to do something about it. I, I still, I'm missing something. Yes. I. Because how would one know that it's out of tune unless it were mine to know? Okay. Good point. So, if it wasn't you to know, there's, there's, a, there's a pull, an organic pull towards harmony. There's just an organic pull. Not because it's me, my issue, I have to deal with that. That template goes... But there's a movement towards harmony. So it, it, so it kind of writes itself. There's a knowing that it writes itself. The same thing might be happening, but it won't happen through a big, long story, through a big, deep story. It's like it's poof, and it kind of moves through. But it's not through ownership in my story. It resolves in a much more economical way. Organic. Or Organic way, exactly, exactly. So because of an innate movement towards harmony. Hmm. So, if you just take this example of coming here, 
um, and rather than this big story, I need you to come in order to do da 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 and get clear about da 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 da. Yeah. It's just um, there was a pull for this to happen, and here I am, and we're talking, and it's just there's no, it just, it just is. It's a, it's a movement. Yes, it's a movement. And that you and everyone here had as much to do with that movement, if you want to say that, than, than, I, than I did. You could say that. Because it's all one, it's all yes. undulating, undulating together. Yes. yes. And then if we bring in separation and the personal, mm -hmm. we'll have like 30 different ideas of, of you know, what should happen here and what I got out of and what I didn't get out of and what I expected. And we can, that, all that can be there, but it requires the personal. It requires a perspective sliding in, which is like, I am an individual and I want and I don't want and it should be and off we go. And then that changes the whole interpretation of what we're doing here. You see? But the totality, it's not interested in the, the, the diversity of the personal thoughts in it. It's included within it. But really, it's just another color because it can do it. Do you see? Great. Yeah, you're so welcome. Okay, one, two, three. You want to clear something? I want to share something. Share something. I'm reading this really great book. And uh, in chapter three, the beginning, the author writes, in any moment, if you are not content and at peace with full certainty, you can know that your mind has created this situation. Yay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Hey. Hi. Just wanted to continue a conversation from yesterday on subject object. Oh yeah. So so I heard you say that you can experience yourself as subject-object, you can put on that lens, and you can experience yourself as all subject, and then also that you can experience yourself as no subject, in other words, seeing, no seer, or you could say only object, or but more accurately is only. Mm. Yeah, it goes from subject and then even no the subject drops. Yeah, no yeah. subject. Or you can experience, uh, or you can have no experience. I mean, I guess formless, completely, yes. no subject, no object, yes. no, no seeing, nothing. Yes. So, so the issue is that usually we are stuck in the lens of subject-object, and there's the flexibility is not there, right? Correct. In consciousness. Correct. Because otherwise, each moment will bring in whatever's. Called. Yes. And that, uh, and then, you know, in the morning when we're waking up, we go through these phases. Would you say that seems to be... What phases? Well, there's, uh, for example, there's the phase of no perception, you know, like deep sleep. Okay. And the phase of perhaps there's perception, perhaps there isn't. <laughs> it's not clear. The phase of... Uh, 
you know, I guess it would be all subjective, I'm not sure, mm. but, or, and then moving into... And then stories the kind story. of something. Yeah, mm. right, subject, mm. object. Mm. Okay, yeah. You know, like we can sense that, yes. actually, waking up. Yes. Would you say that's true too? Sure. That's okay. how it rolls for most. Not for everybody, but for most. Okay. All right, so... Okay, so I just wanted to confirm or see my understanding on that. Now, right now, as I sit with you, there's... So I'm going to explore my own experience with you. So there's some sense of self and other that I'm aware of. And I'm trying to sense into it. So there's a feeling, a local feeling of self, very light sensation. There's a sensation and part of what creates that separation in the mind is a sense of the feeling of you over there and the feeling of you over here, that there's some distance or space, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just examining it. Yes. So, so what would you say about that? Do you experience space? Okay. Um, there is a capacity to experience space, but it, the perception of space comes in because a lens comes in, right? Which enables the perception of 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 anything. Mm -hmm. Because, because there isn't division. There's known, it's known that there's no division. Right, right. So that these tools, I suppose, these mechanisms uh, slide in. They slide in from the side. Yeah, that's the image that's, I have. That's you a know? very good metaphor, yeah. Yeah, you know, they kind of slide in to enable something to be perceived, you know? Right. So now bringing it to my growing edge here. So if you look, what would you point to? It's like what is being held on here? that keeps that lens in place. It's for you to discover. What do you think? Okay. Well, yesterday we discussed is an attachment to contrast. Yes. And I'm just exploring it further with you. Yes. Um, so my first response in the moment would be, I don't know. So I'll sit with that. Hmm. I don't know, I guess I would just say maybe there's some attachment to a sense of self. It's not clear really, but yeah, okay. that's a starting point for me to say something about it. Okay. Because when I said that I felt more, I felt my body more. Uh -huh. When I questioned, I'm just exploring along with you, when I questioned that, there was a more body, clearer body sensation, like more through yeah. the space. Yeah. So that could be a clue. Yes. You were going to say? Yes. Uh, yes. <clears throat> contrast, you know, we mm -hmm. pulled back to kind of recognize what it is about experience that you love, and it was like, okay, the contrast has you. If I could just mm -hmm. pull you back to the next layer. Okay. So, so the lens that pops in is the diversity-making machine. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. So if you can see that it's a diversity-making machine, you've spotted that it's not real. 
Right now you're into the story of what it makes. Okay. All right? Yeah. If you can see how it's formulated, it's like seeing who Santa Claus really is. You know? It's like, whoa, it, it, it exposes the, the thing that you fell for. Okay, if so... Can, if you can find that diversity-making machine. Right, so let me, let me find my way into what you're saying. So, you're saying that there's a way that I'm invested in the reality of that separation. Yes. That's the story of it. You're yes. over there, I'm over here. Yes. That's yes. the content of it. Yes, the content. And so there's an investment in that being real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's real, that yes. contrast. Yes. Yes. And then it's enjoyed because you're fully in there experiencing it. And that's how it right. works. Right. So really, for me, to be even clearer about the enjoyment of that enchantment, you could say would be helpful. Oh yes, that's what I want to enjoy. And and then if I could let go of needing to enjoy it for a while, then it's more deeper, more some sort of emptiness, letting go. Yes, but if it's a denial of the enjoyment, it won't work. No. Because there'll be a suppression yeah. of something. Right. It won't right. work. Is that was your, your sense of what I was saying? Yeah, that, okay. that there might be All something right. in there that's kind of okay. just going to switch off the, the contrast. And it's like, Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I see. Not quite that. Okay. Not quite that. No. No. It's, it's about seeing through it. It's about seeing that none of this is real. Because otherwise, because we can deal with the little thing, but if we line it all up to actually seeing the truth, to see that it's not the truth, it's not the truth. Because there's a diversity-making machine that's, that has you fooled. Right. It's not that, that the, it's about letting go of enjoyment in that sense. It's, it's, of course, it's about seeing that it's actually not a real, as real an enjoyment as it appears to be. Correct. Correct. In the first place. Correct. It's not real. It's just a setup. Right. You're dreaming. Yeah. You're dreaming. Yeah, it's another layer of the dreaming. Yes, yes it's a deep layer of the dreaming. dreaming exactly. Yeah, more subtle. Yes. That's it. That's what we're doing really is pulling back from the dream, pulling out of the dream. Right. So what I've done in the past, which has not been all that effective, but still useful, is to again just look at that, look at the level of awareness. So there's this sense of, you know, me and you, and then there's the awareness of it, just like, we do, you look at the awareness of that phenomenal yes. experience. Yes. And the awareness is empty, you know, it's just. Dumb. Yes. It's just... Yes. Now, when you do that, there is a, a sense of disillusion that appears. Ah. Know, even now. I don't know. If it's For you? Of, yeah. Seems ah. that way. Seems that way. And so, and right now, as I did it, happened. Okay. And then, yes, go ahead. Is that an emotional disillusion? Is it like a, an emotional disappointment? Or what shape does that disillusion Oh, no, no, take? I mean a dissolving. A dissolving. Well, it wasn't, yeah. Does, there's, is there any emotional response to that dissolving at all? Um, not in that moment, but your point, your point is also true. I did touch in, I was doing this inquiry, sitting there for a few minutes, and 
And there is, you know, at the level of attachment to experience, there is a, a sadness that has to be felt through letting go. I didn't have that right now when I did it, but I know that's there. Okay. Being, yeah. mm -hmm. Okay. So when that sadness of letting go happens, is there a popping back into the content in order to have that story? Where, where does that story appear? Yeah, so it's looking at how the movement comes back, right? That's what yeah. Yeah, I haven't really looked at that. Yeah. Because you've gone back into it again then. The yeah, content sure. is running then. The sadness of letting something go, of losing something. It's like, that's not empty awareness. Empty awareness doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sadness appears, yes. So... So I'm not clear. So the question is, yes, when, you, when, you ha when the sadness appears, then there's a jumping back into... Uh-huh. Because it's a sadness that's directly linked to cause and effect. Me, I'm losing something. We've got subject, object. We've got a whole event here. Okay. Yes. Me losing something. The three things are in place. That's deep into the diversity story. Oh, good. That's, yeah. I didn't, I was getting caught there. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you've got three things in a story. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, that's as diverse as it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Me, you, and something. Me, you, and an experience. You know, um, we're in. Okay. Okay. Sneaky, isn't it? Always. Yes. That's fun. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yes, that's what makes it fun. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Hmm. Yeah. Good. There's another layer. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. Okay, Morgana, didn't you? Okay, um, I wanted to continue on the theme of what we do to fall out of the natural state. I think this is a bit closer to my next. And what we do what we do to go back in and um, I related to all the people what they said and but I have a problem with meditation I don't meditate very well but and so I don't find it easy to do whatever it is that most people do to fall back into the natural state. It seems like I'm doing too much, trying too much, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I was sort of thinking about that while I was listening to you and realizing that there are certain things, activities that I do in life that, that I seem to fall into the natural state spontaneously. Mm -hmm. And one of them is singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not always, Yeah. if I'm learning a new song or something, yeah. but when I know something really well, very often, first at first it's not there, but when I really let go into it, I just get out of the way. I'm not singing anymore, but this flood, and I realize afterwards, 
Who was saying that? It wasn't, mm. it wasn't me. Mm. There was no ownership running. There, there yeah. was no, no, I, I just felt like it. What happened, there was somebody, every detail, the phrasing and everything was just done. And then also with um, reading charts, sometimes I do astrology and I, if I have to do a reading for somebody, I get all very nervous and oh my God, I'm looking at all these squiggly, mm. strange symbols, <laughs> Chinese symbols, and I have no idea what all this means. And then when I sit down and start talking, just talking happens, and I don't know why. Where does that come from? And I can talk for two hours about it. So I'm wondering, that comes so spontaneously and with apparently no doing. I mean, I'm doing the, the thing, but I'm not doing, falling back into the natural state. Mm. So I guess my question is, <coughs> How do I fall into the natural state naturally when I'm not singing and when I'm not doing a chart? Mm -hmm. Just when I'm doing my life and, and I get little things can trigger me. But when there's nothing triggering, is the natural state there? I, I was wondering that I don't, I don't think so. But I'm not, I just feel kind of happy and... Is there a sense of I there? Yeah. I think so. I mean, because I don't have a very busy life. I mean, I have things to do, but I'm mm. just at home. And, mm. um, so, as you were saying to Barbara, about the to-do list, and I have a little tiny one, so really I should, I should be in the natural state all day long. There's no shoulds, <laughs> don't worry, there's no shoulds, you can drop that one. <laughs> but I don't think I am, I'm, I'm pretty happy most of the time, I'm just looking out at the trees and yes. playing with my animals and, yes. and seeing how amazing they are. But it feels like there's a me, especially when I'm talking to somebody. Is there a you now? Is this the separate Morgana talking to Jack? I don't know. Ah. I'm, I'm feeling more and more, I don't know. I've, I've had this thought, you know, at home. I don't know, it's great. I, I don't, don't know. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Are you okay with I don't know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it seems kind of strange. To not know if there's a me. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's very legitimate. <laughs> it's great. So, if I don't know whether there's a me or not, <clears throat> there's not even a question, because the yes. question was, how do I fall back out of the me into the everything? And I'm not even sure that 
have fallen into the mean. Yes. Sometimes yes. I really know that I have. That was my next That's question. Is there really sometimes clear. when it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here no for now. There's me fighting for something and oh, I yeah. want it to be the, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. it'll be usually around, I want. It'll be usually around a desire. Yeah. You want things to be this way or not yeah. the way they are or whatever. Absolutely. Okay. That, I really know when that's yeah. running. Yeah, fantastic. But the rest of the time, I don't, I'm not sure. Yes. Then let I don't know be your benchmark. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That feels really good. Yeah. The more I don't know, the more we can expand the I don't know time. Legitimately, I don't know. Okay. The better. Ah. I think I was making a thing about I don't know, and I'm assuming there's a me here, but I'm not really sure. But And all of a sudden, there is a me. And then I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So expand that, that. Expand that. Ah, ah. good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. It's wonderful. Yeah. You're doing fine, you know. <laughs> you're doing fine. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you're doing fine. It just seems important to tell you that you're doing fine, you know. Thank you. That feels even more strange. Yes. Did I do it fine? Yes. Oh. I just realized that there was this thing running underneath it saying, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. You're really <laughs> off the rails somehow. And That's I don't right. mean off the rails in the right way. I mean, yes. off the rails for trying to get off the rails. Yes. Some crazy yes. story. Yes, yes. But it was very yeah. underneath yeah. the conscious. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for Yeah, you're fine. I was saying. smelling it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hi. So um in listening to some of the things that have been said, I was, uh, one of the things that sort of um, stuck with me was perspective. Because I've, um, you know, how you were saying that it's, a, it's a really just a subtle shift in perspective. And that's, that's what I see a lot, is this, when, when I feel as though I, I need, there's a me, mm. and it's doing, you know, there's some drive or something, mm. and then there's this very almost imperceptible shift. Okay. And it just drops out. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's, there's, it's just this clarity of seeing that and that that that's not me you know there's there's a, a real strong identification there but then there's this shift yes and then it's gone yes is that shift in perspective automatic 
Does it come on its own? Yeah, completely. Mm. It's like it's just there's there's nothing doing. I mean, there's I don't I don't know how to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's just very uh, open. Yes. Yes. So what? So we started the story from when there is a sense of the personal, the shift in perspective, and then there's clarity. Can we just go back to before? What happens to create that sense of personal? What ignites that contraction, that perspective of me and my world? Um, a lot of it now is centered around a, an, an interest and a, um, a, a desire for, for wanting to know who I am, a, you know, a, a drive for the truth, an earnestness for the truth. That's what it is. And it's, it's completely absurd. I mean, it makes, you know, it's after that drop, because that's what I see that drops out. So the search for truth is keeping the eye alive. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to find. <laughs> there really, really is nothing to find. That's, that's what's so nutty about when it drops out, when it, you know, because it's, it, it's just, uh, it's just absurd. I don't know what else to say about it. You know, that dynamic is really yes. nutty. Yes. So, okay. So, so the content of the personalized story is, is searching for truth. All right. So. Is it known? It, it's, okay, so you're telling me that when, when, when there's a falling through, a dropping out, it's known that there's nothing to find. But does, is that piece of information in the content zone? That's a piece of content for the guy who's looking for the truth. Yeah. You're, you're asking is then the the mark that I'm not then uses that? Is that what you're asking? That, that piece of information? Yes. Does, does, does the mark that you're not know that? Know that there's nothing to find? Really know it? There's, there's this tension and there's, there's physical sensations that I have that are um, centered around concepts of you need to figure it out. Yes. It's hard. Yes. You need to do it better. Okay. And okay. that's that's sort of the formulation of of Mark. Okay. Huh. And that's what when seeing there's you know, there's the seeing that from that's nothing that just sees it and then it's 
Okay, okay. So there's something, there's something in that story that's still being believed, otherwise it wouldn't ignite the mark. Yeah. Right? So, so let's go into that content and unravel it and demystify it for the mark character, you know? Okay. All right? <clears throat> so, excuse me. <coughs> All right. So, so it, it, he could try harder. What was the second thing? There was two things you gave me. Do it better. Yeah, yeah, there's all those things about it's it's not good enough. You know, you're you're not going to get there. You need okay. to do it better. This isn't quite right. Okay. All those. All right. Little so, judgments. So so what would it look like if he did it right? If he figured it out? If he did it better? If he made the grave the grade the grade? What would it look like? <laughs> it would look like what it looks like when. It, Drops out. But phenomenally, the Mark character doesn't get that because he needs it to drop out in order to get the information. We have to put the information into the content zone, the content of that story. That story must be met with story for it to drop. Okay. You can only, we can only drop the story. For a full awakening, the story has to be dropped with story. Okay. You see, when something like this is persistent and it's still, it's like, okay, there's a bit of grit in here. This needs yeah. another bit of story to, for it to drop. You see? <laughs> yeah, like a thorn to remove a thorn. Yes, a thorn to remove a thorn. Okay, so talk to me about that guy. The Mark character, what would it look like? When would he accept, you know what? It was good enough. You know what? Maybe, maybe it is figured out. What, what would it look like? What, what? Or is it like that would be arrogance? You know, what is it? It could never happen to me. What beliefs does this Mark character have about it? About the truth? What value does he have on the truth? What would awakening look like? What benchmark has he set up for himself? The, the benchmark used, I don't, I don't really know what it is now. Uh, you know, that's a really hard one. Yeah. It, it used to be, you know, of like years of sitting Zen, that it was going to be something dynamic. You yeah. know, some, something like earth shattering, just really big. Yeah. You know, and it would be, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's, is that gone or is that yeah. still there? No, it's, it's gone. Okay. So it's hard, it, I have a hard time trying to put words into what the Mark character looks at it as. I think it's partly because of the, the dynamic of having it drop out and, and seeing that. How clever, huh? How clever the mind has set up something where the resolution is when it's not. <laughs> you know, it's put its resolution in a zone where it can't go, so then it can perpetuate the story, because its resolution is safely in the other place. It's as though the mind believes that the resolution of the story can't be within story. Well, that'll keep story alive. Yeah. Clever, huh? Very. Oh, it's very entertaining, this mind business. <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? It's just a fantastic machine. It's fantastic. Well, what's going on now, and you know, in Thoughtland, is is that 
is, is when you say you need a thorn to remove the thorn, you need thought to remove the thought. You know, you need to be in the phenomenological world to, mm. to figure that out and be satisfied with mm. it as I'm going, okay, I like the idea, but I don't believe it. Yes. So, what doesn't believe it? The Mark character? Yeah. Ha ha. Okay, why is he saying back off, Jack? Feels like fear. You know, just sensations that I would label, want to label fear. Yes. Yes. How are you around the story that that the years of sitting Zen, the years of stuff, was actually for nothing? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've, I've, I've had that come up, uh-huh. and um, from a thought perspective, it pisses me off, you know, but, but from like a, a, um, a truth perspective, I, I see that, you know, it's, it's, everything happens the way it happens, and that's, that was part of everything that brought me where I am. Okay, but that's a spiritual concept for the Mark character. Yeah. That doesn't wash in the phenomenal world of Mark, you see? It's like spiritual bypassing in reverse. You know? You, 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 you know... You, you know things when you drop out. It's known. It's understood. Mm-hmm. But, but they're not just concepts. They're concepts from the Mark character, but yet it's known, so it's not readily, readily uh, identifiable as spiritual bypassing, because it is known. So therefore, it's not spiritual bypassing, but it is spiritual bypassing. Do you see? I'm not sure I do. Okay. So the perspective of when when the Mark character is running has his story. The perspective when he drops out, things are known. Mind brings what is known, tries to translate it into the personal, but it doesn't fit. It is known by some part of you that, you know, the years of spiritual practice, yeah, it was the unraveling that was believed to be needed at the time, but actually it had nothing to do with anything, of course. Okay, that's known, but it's not known by the Mark character. Do, Do you see? So it's like your perspective is going to the other zone where things are known. Mm-hmm. So Mark is kind of safe. Whereas I'd love to see Mark really pissed off. Like that, you know, all the effort that went into that. And I just believed there'd be a crack of gold. I really believed there'd be a crack of gold. You know, I'd love to see him really being fully with the, the, the story of the seeker to see it fully and embrace it fully and get the emotional, whatever it stirs up emotionally, to let it come. I I know that there's something held in because there, I have a tremendous amount of physical tension. I mean, even now, you know, I can feel like my stomach muscles, everything is sort of like going like this. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's there a lot. Yeah. 
The body's held it, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I release it other ways, you know, by doing athletics and, you know. Ah. That'll, that, that won't really release it. That'll no. diffuse it. Yeah. But it won't release it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's a piece of work to do there. <laughs> so it, it sounds like you're saying you have, you have a you have a sense that within me, what's being bottled up and held down, yeah, is a sense of, of rage at not having it work the way it was supposed to. Yes. Disappointment, expectation, all that story. Futility, wasted effort. Believing and falling for and trusting a story that was BS. There ain't no holy grail. And the reverse spiritual bypass is, is when I have the dropout, and that is it, and it's fine. And it's totally, it's legitimately fine, of yeah, course. Because it's all there is. Yes. Fine. Yes. Yes. But the Mark character is, wants the dynamic? Yes, the Mark character needs to close his story. And he's packed it into the body because it's the only place he gets space for his story to be. Because the bodies, the one, uh, the sensations themselves that create the body. We store emotion in it, we store, yeah, the body will just soak up anything. It's an exquisite thing, but it's... So it's the only thing left to, to bottle it up in. Yes, yes. Because the whole other thing is dropping out. Yes, yes. Dropping out now, oh, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So care for the Mark character that needs to come in. and care for the body so that it too can be free and then what we spiritually call embodiment can happen but right now there's other things taking up that space and it needs to be expressed it just needs to unravel itself <laughs> I 
It makes sense, but it doesn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to seem paradoxical, but, but that's just the nature of it. Phenomenally, there's something, something is trying to happen phenomenally. And it needs the cooperation of that body-mind for that manifestation to happen. Can you, can you say something about how to, how to go there? I mean, I feel like I was going there. There isn't going there now. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I, I understand when you say the Mark character needs, because that hasn't been there. It's been more like, well, that's just, it's, you know, there's sensations, there's things there. And if I look very closely in self-inquiry, that's all it is, is those things. Yes. yes. And it's just attention going from one to the other. Yes. In a yes. field of a lot, of a lot. But yes. And could an that be spiritual bypassing? As an explanation, do you mean? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like it's, you have a perspective which is validating that it's fine. And actually, no, this needs to unravel. This, this is trying to unravel, but the perspective is saying, but it's fine, but it's fine. It's like, no, manifestation needs to have this experience. It, mm. it, 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 it's trying to do this, because the only thing that's stopping it is the perspective. See, so we've got this paradox, and so mind is using the perspective to bypass. Okay. Another layer of understanding behind it. Yes, there's another layer of understanding. There's something else going on that will that that will come through through this unraveling. Yeah. A wisdom will come. So it's just allowing. Yes, it's allowing, but I, I get some help with it too. Like once on practical level, on a completely practical level, um, something like going for a hike on your own might be good. Because if you sit with it, you're, you're, you're going to drop out. So you need to be physically moving, but not, not moving enough to diffuse it. Do you, do you see? Because your system diffuses it if you're really pumping. But something, um, you see? You have to find something in between. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, something other than the, the real physical exertion. That's right. Yeah. But yet yeah. it can't be a sitting, because dropping out happens too easily for you. Okay. So for you to stay with it and really honor it, like go for a walk in the woods. Uh-huh. And just, you know, invite the Mark character to be walking in the woods. So it's like you as consciousness inviting the Mark character to, to show himself, you know, and uh-huh. to, to hold him, really, while he resolves his, his story around this. Uh-huh. You know, give him full space, hold him, you know. And so in the, in the unraveling of that, you'll figure out something, but it's quite likely you'll need some support to get it out of the body. Quite likely. Support in the form of? Yeah, what's, what's coming to mind 
is that there's a rolfing school someplace here. So, uh, I know you know about it, Matthew. So there's a rolfing school here. And, and rolfing, rolfing is, is, is a, if you can find a good rolfer, is the question. But this is a way to find a good rolfer, right? So rolfing is structural integration. So what it is, is, is figuring out the, the optimum way that works for your body to be in perfect alignment with itself. And what happens is that every old habit, every place we've stored stuff, gets touched into. Right? So it's a fantastic way for the body to release stuff. And change happens phenomenally because you break the old patterns. Okay? Okay. There's a series of 10, which is recommendable. That's, that's kind of how it works. There's a 10 series. Some people do the 10 series and some people don't. But the 10 series would be fantastic because it would go through the whole lot of the body to release everything that's ready around the story. You needn't tell them at all, but you'll know what's happening. You, you, you'll know what they're tapping into. It's a great way to have somebody else to release the contraction. Just to, to like, it's like they're just talking to the muscles and rearranging the fascia to, to just let, let it open. It's like it just opens everything for you. The thing is, there's a, there's a school around here whereby you can go really cheaply as, as, uh, as, as a guinea pig where you're completely supervised or for slightly more, you can go as the, um, as, as the model for the teaching instructor and the instructors are really shit hot. They're great. The people who teach it, uh-huh. they're training the professionals, you know, and you can go as a, as a model to be there with the teacher. So okay. the teacher is giving you very cheap stuff, which would cost, I don't know, like 300 bucks a session kind of thing, otherwise, you know, but the really good ones, yeah, you know. So, so there's ways around this that are like in your neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. You know, which... That's just, I'm sure there's other ways around it, but that one feels particularly appropriate for you because it'll address the whole body because so, you need the whole package to unwind, the body to completely unwind. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, my whole life, a lot of very physical, you know, um, the, well, just, just a, a lot of the things that I've done, you know, in, in, in um, very, very high-level competitive sports. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, so the whole physical thing is very close. Yes, you, okay. You know what I mean? It makes perfect sense now. Do a 10 series. Do a 10 series, yeah. And with the instructor if, you, if you're up for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go with the instructor. Yeah, if you've, if you've got all of that history in your body, it's perfect. It's full of pockets to, to store this old stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like um, very, very um, high-level competitive swimming from when I was a little kid all the way through scholarship to college, All-American, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Which I loved it, I loved it. Sure, sure, sure. But all that push is in your system, you know, the history of that. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's juice. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so it's like, okay, okay, that's got to be opened and released, so, and you can, you'll be able to see it and feel it, you'll know what's going on, you know, you've done enough work to know, you know. Yeah. what's coming up and what it shows itself and just it'll move on it just moves on you know this one in in before the the dropouts it it there were very physical things mm. 
you know, ener- energetic chills things just blasting through. Yeah. Just... Yeah. 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 Which which I was kind of attached to, to some degree, you know, and then I just saw, but that just brings in more the physical thing, yes. you know, that I wanted to. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. So that just adds to the whole. It, it just adds absolutely, kind of to endorses the of that. Yeah, yeah. To the rightness of it is right. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. We we'll get those details to you, huh? Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You're welcome. Can we have a cup of tea? And, and then we go sit and Patrick. about that? Okay. Awesome. Some uncomfortable sensations that there are some, some things, some sensations, some feelings, some thoughts that this personality would prefer not to be with. Like things that the personality doesn't like about the personality? Yes, okay. yes, that are um, uncomfortable to be with. And that, I mean, that, as I've told you, as of the last couple of months, there's been a, a game change with that, where it's been about not relieving or wanting those things to go, but just holding the space and letting them be, staying in this and letting, letting them be here. Um, like tolerated or welcomed? The intention is to welcome. And what's really happening? <laughs> so I can say that there's not trying to make them go away but then next to that is tolerate um, versus welcome. So I think it's more tolerate. I think so. Yeah. That's the energy that because the body doesn't it doesn't the person that doesn't like this. Oh shit! I don't feel good. You know, I don't like being in this. And all that comes up. Um, it still comes. I can only barely hear you. I know oh, that's, that's, that's still that's still better. so that still comes up. That uh-huh. instead of. Welcoming. Oh, this is something that hasn't been seen yet. Oh, wow, interesting. Well, see what that sensation is, and just you know, spending an hour with it. Um, maybe there's not the, maybe there's not the seeing, really seeing the value of that yet, because it's such a different paradigm than uh, wanting it to go, to really be interested in the new sensations, and oh my God, that thought that. Sit as fat. Wow, how interesting. Yes. Um, I can't say that it's 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 that that isn't happening. So if there's judgment about it, it's going to be uh that again, or I don't like. If there's no judgment about it, it's fun. It's light. It's light. But even the. What about even the uncomfortable, you know, they're right, they're just sensations in the body. You're saying without, right, without the thought, there's something wrong with this. Even then it's just, it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no harm in like, there's a sensation. Okay, I'm going to move it on, you know, and you breathe into it or you 
chant or you there's no harm in doing that it's like brushing your teeth you know no but they're but those are really tricky you know, uh-huh. because okay. they're they're <clears throat> abiding in kind of a space the space whatever space this one can go can stay in if there is a there happens there's like a little movement that happens in order to to do that and it it can't it leaves the space the difference between the letting it be here and doing just a little a little move all I got to do is do a ramana you know who's yeah. having a problem and it's gone yeah but that's like the personality playing in that okay okay so it's more loaded than just tidying up something yeah yeah there's a okay. there's a doingness that has some has some weight or something has some juice or some yeah, desire yeah. okay it's, it's to fill, they're right it's to fulfill a desire it's not just like you said yeah. sweeping the floor yeah there's a there's a desire that's being fulfilled of relief there's, there's the difference you see? yeah yeah there is the difference yeah but all of that stems from your judgment of those aspects of personality huh Sensations themselves. Let's say today at one point there was a sense of overwhelm happening in the body. It was uncomfortable. I can't say there was a judgment about it, other than okay. wow, this is this, this is uncomfortable. That I, you know, I wanted to kind of move back to the back of the room when that was going on. Um, it's more. I mean, I can't I can't track the relation. You know, I, that there was that in the body and. So I can find, I can find some fear about, you know, really welcoming so much more of that. But I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not at the point where it's so, where it's so, where it's interesting, where I'm hearing where friends get, and that's a real turning point of not then having that desire to have it go away. Okay. Okay. And is there a checking out to see what gave rise to the overwhelm? To understand the thought that triggers it? Interesting. Um, there can be, and I can... I did the work of Iron Katie for so many years that I can track most of this to a thought, but there's even been an intention not to, not to even go there in, in, in part of the welcoming yeah. of the sensation. Yeah. Yeah, to let it be as it is. You're, you're more playing with let it be exactly as it is. Exactly, to let it be. Okay. Okay. So, I think I'm missing something. So sorry that I keep going over it. But So, <clears throat> so the overwhelm comes and is like, oh, I prefer to sit at the back and I want this to go, whatever. Exactly. But, but still, you're, you're with it. So your question is about the loop to where you can say, oh, there's overwhelm. Hmm. Let's see what we can do with this. Yeah, we're not even seeing what we can do with it. It's just more, I mean, if you're truly going to welcome it, then there has to be an appreciation of it or something like that, some kind of... Yeah, it splits into two options, no? Because one thing is like just the sweeping the floor. It's just like, what's that feeling about? And it's right, gone. Right. And sometimes it's like completely and totally, yeah, it's here. I can't sweep the floor yet. Yeah, you can't sweep the floor yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have a history of sweeping the floor, and I think it's it's been exactly it's been what's gotten in the way. Yes, 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 yes. You got to lead it, 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 leave it, and come back to it, and it's cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I don't know where to go with this. I mean, maybe it's just being in the tension between the desire to make it go away and the and the clarity of wanting to welcome it and being kind of caught in the middle of those two things. I'm wondering if what's holding it up, is there some standard that you're holding around where you expect yourself to be spiritually? Well, there's an idea of what's next. And there is, um, and since I said this is you know, going full in on this, there's this idea. Okay, let's just let's just enough. Let's just do this. Let's let's not. I don't want to be sitting with you here five years from now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I'm trying to find. That's where. That's where I am. Okay, can, can, can you stop the quality controller, the one that has a, a, a progressive spiritual path and, and that has, you know, okay. I can see demarcation that. I can bring paths. it back and see that as a thought. Yeah. I can, I can do that. If there, is, um, <clears throat> if there is a belief system that the progressive path and at a certain points, of course, there are certain places where, you know, you can access, which really does mean you've a lot of work done. And then straight after that, what's the cosmic joke? You're going to be right in dealing with something really stupid, like, you know, I don't like the way my partner makes the bed. You know, you're right back there. So, so I'd love to see the abolishment of, of any kind of a sense of, of a hierarchy. Yes, of a hierarchy. Because sometimes there's a progression and sometimes there's not. You know? And sometimes, like, you, you know, you've got folks who can go way, way out and it's like, listen, actually, you know, come back and go to therapy. That's really where it's at. Yeah. You know? So just to get rid of that hierarchy might loosen all of this. Problem is, or I, I, I got that. Maybe I got. We'll see if I got what you were saying. Um, there can be. There seems that there's perhaps a shadow. Perhaps that, that there's something that's anchoring this back that there'll be these it seems to be about the welcoming and letting it be here and I know the fear that still comes up around some things that haven't been welcomed fully welcomed and so I can just feel that edge and I can feel how, how there's a pulling back from that and, um, so do you have a little package of stuff that can't be welcomed? 
Yes, I think there's a package of stuff that can't, that there's, maybe that there's not ready to welcome. And that's where there's, and that's where it gets tricky because there's thoughts about doing something for it. There's thoughts about, okay, we just gotta go and be alone in this and just let it all come up or, yeah. Um, yeah, why not? It's the princess and the pea, you know. If there's one pea under the tenth mattress, right. you won't get away with it. Because I don't want, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I understand spiritual bypass, but I don't, I can sense that maybe that is going on a little bit with this, and that's what keeps pulling, yeah. pulling the personality back. No, only slightly, only slightly. It's it's just, you know, the the, the finer the shift in perception, or the you know, the, the more rarefied we, we we go into pure consciousness, you know, because it is kind of like rarefied space, no? And and the other one just being dense and full of objects and diversity. So as as we pull back, whatever remains that 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 was appropriately distracted while we were in the world. As we pull back, it's got space to show itself. Exactly. So it's very natural. Do you know? It's very natural that someone's like, whoa, I hadn't even thought about that for 20 years. I hadn't even yeah. thought about it. And, and ouch. And yeah, and ouch. And it's like, what, what can I do with this now? It's like, hey, what? Open it up. Right. Open it up, of course. Of course, open it up. Sometimes just the opening of it up, and it, it's like, it's fine. And sometimes you've got to go into it and, because it's, giving rise to beliefs that are influencing, making it sticky, influencing the character, the character is buying. You've got to see what's in there. There might be nothing and there might be a gem. But let's say, let's say it's a belief like, you know, I've gained 20 pounds in the last six months, okay? And so there's, you know, looking, there's that belief, oh my God, you're overweight, you know, or you're over, even if it's neutral, you're overweight. Mm -hmm. And um, so the belief is, so it just, there's just letting it kind of be and come up and noticing the discomfort in the body with it. Um, would you go beyond that? Well, I'd drop the judgment because where something is seen, let there not be a judgment. It's like, okay, is there a movement here to let the body be healthier? I'd drop the judgment. But the thought comes, right? Again, the thought could be looking in the mirror, the thought comes overweight. Yeah. Um, so even when there's, I mean, it's the judgment that creates the uncomfortable sensation around it, because it's just a thought. Correct. Hey, it's a new day. Hey, you're overweight. And it just keeps Correct. on coming. All thoughts are benign. They're all the same. They lose their potency. They're just thoughts. You're looking at the content of the thought, and I like someone, I don't like others, and it's like, come back. They're all the same. They're all the same, they're just thoughts. Okay. But there's an attraction and a repulsion for certain thoughts. That's really what we're talking about. And do you see? Okay. So it's more, so it can be, it can be going back to the, what we were talking about yesterday, going back to kind of the neutrality or the equanimity right here and watching the, 
the mind going forward and grabbing onto a thought yes. and then creating this whole, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, but you'll have to be in there for you to judge it. For you to for not the judgment, be, the, for the judgment personality to has to be grabbing you, it. You've got to be grabbing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The judgment will only come from... So that's another interesting thing, then, yeah. to watch when the judgment comes. Yeah, yeah. the critic, the self-critic. Right. And to feel where the movement to, 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 to support the body, where does that come from? Is it a counterbalance to the judgment, or is it like... Is it from that a place natural, of love? Yeah, or, it will naturally come out of a place of love. A reaction to the thought. And it's a reaction to thought, just to see through yes. where that judge, where it's being grabbed. Yes. Okay. Whatever's hiding, go after it, like an adventure. Whatever's hiding, go after it, like an adventure. Okay, just one more thing with that. For it to be hiding, it's really just the it's the where it's where this mind, where this personality attaches to a thought. And that's what's hiding. The pattern, these judgments that are here. Yes. That's what's hiding. Yes, it's like the engine room. You haven't seen into the engine room of where 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 these thoughts, how these thoughts are validating themselves. They're validated somewhere, and you're not seeing why they're being validated or how. Not seeing the judgments that have been accepted? Yeah. That's what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they were hard-earned, you know? Judgments that we have, views about life that are solid, that are running and we don't see, they're hard-earned through experience. Okay. You see? So mind will see it as a dishonoring of the experience. You know, because mind wants to hang on. Hey, I know the world isn't safe because this and this and this and this has happened to me to prove it. And I know the world isn't safe. So mind will interpret that in some way there's a demeaning of deep of experiences. The, of the ego's experiences. Yes. Yes. That in some way it's negated in order to dissolve the belief beneath. But not at all. It's just a resolution. It's just a resolution, actually. To see, look, they were the ingredients to give these beliefs about the world. They still happened, and something lived through it. it. They didn't leave an indelible mark. My mind is leaving an indelible mark, you see? But these experiences actually, and you pull them apart and you discover, gosh, gosh, you know, it's, they're okay. Yeah, it's just what my mind has done with experiences. It's just what the mind has done with them, you know? that loosens the whole thing. And we get great wisdom from working like that. Okay. Certain things we have to go into and certain things we don't. And we get wiser as we go along, discovering what we need to go into and what we need to not, you know? But if you don't want to go into a story, that's the very time you should. Mm -hmm. That's the very one that to go after. Or if it's like, oh, I've been in this story a thousand times, You'll know, it's like, okay, it's not about unpacking that. Okay, it's not. You know? You'd be like, ugh, there's no juice oh, there. It's boring. Yeah, it's just garbage. It's like, yes, it's lost its potency. There's no charge there. Excellent, fine.
Let it lie. That's not where we have to go. Now. Sure. You're welcome. Patrick. It might seem like it's kind of tricky territory, you know, but really what we're talking about is discernment. Is just discerning when you have to unpack and when it's just a sensation that's not potent. It's and it's not that everything must be unpacked or everything must be just seen to be what it is, empty. It, it's a mixture. It's a mixture. We, it's just a mixture. And you have to be kind of cute to kind of know yourself, you know, to figure out which, what, when, am, when am I avoiding something and what, what's going on here? Which is it? Must I unpack this for resolution or is it just nothing? Bad habit. You know, and, and it's only yourself that's really going to be able to... Um, well, no, it's... I suppose it's, it's, it's wise to develop discernment through that methodology. You know, because the discernment is really useful. Really useful. You know. <clears throat> Patrick. Hi. Hello, Sunshine. Uh, I'd just like to share some things that have been going on. Um, on Friday night, you were talking about the character, and you used an image where there was a very, very strong resonation here with that image, and it's stayed with me ever since, and that is that when you said that the um, character is like a sideshow. And uh, that really, really worked. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I noticed that the more there's a going back, uh, going back and going back, the, the sideshow somehow, I don't know what the word is, diminishes <coughs> or becomes less significant. Yes, it goes from color to black and white. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, then there's an, uh, there, an, an awareness about that the character, in the character, there being a lot of memories. And uh, then I sort of said, well, you know, the story is that when the body ages, uh, it starts, more and more memories about past life keep coming up. And uh, then I so then then it was sort of a recognition. Yeah, but these memories don't have any emotional charge anymore. Uh huh. So it doesn't really matter how many come up. Yeah. If there's no emotional charge anymore. Yeah. It seemed to have been dealt with. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, before I came here. Uh, there was a lot going on about the subject of devotion. Um, and then you said here, yesterday, another thing, that first of all, there is dual devotion. Mm. Then there is no devotion. Mm. And then there's non-dual devotion. Yes. Uh, yes. And that, it's just like, you know, first there are mountains and there are no mountains and there are mountains. Yes. It's very Zen-like. Um, and what was it, how, how did, what did you say then? It was something like, it's just what I am 
relating to what I am. It's just something like that. Yes. It's like a, it's circular. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's circular. Yeah, circular. Uh, and then when you're talking about going back, going back, going back, and, and I need clarification here. You were saying going back, going back, going back. And then there's that which doesn't unfold, something like that. And then there were some words about, <laughs> the word that when it came up for me was, wow. So that's linked up with the circle. Um, How is that linked this, up with the this circle? This wow. Is the wow coming from the sideshow? Or is no. it the wow? Ah. But what, what keeps coming up is a, a dualistic thing from the Bhagavad Gita. But it, it, so what? It's dualistic. You know, um, Krishna says, I permeate and sustain the entire universe with a tiny fraction of my divine energy. Yes. It's this kind of thing yes. that's going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. It's like, along those lines, phenomenal love is a teaspoon of the love that, make, that shows itself to you when it's... Yeah. When it's touched from the other side of love, when love itself yeah. is seen to be what it is. Then it's a friggin' ocean, you know, and the human experience of it is just a teaspoon. Yeah. Of the ocean, you know? Yeah. So it's not just the, <laughs> the character that is a teaspoon. Is yes. A it's so tiny. It's so yeah. tiny, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's all a teaspoon, yes. <clears throat> so is my... I have no more problems with devotion. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Mm -hmm. Was there something? I, I, was there? Was, did I miss something? No, I just wanted to sh share that. Just to, sort yeah. of confirmation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that's interesting. Why did, did there have to be any? I mean, why did I come up here in the first place? Uh -huh. That's interesting. Uh -huh. I, I wondered about that because the last time I was up here, about a year ago, here in Garfield, you said, "What would it be like?" Uh, if I had an urgent question in satsang and didn't ask it. Yes. And that was like a time bomb, I told you that. Yes. That was a cone or something, I don't know, but it was wonderful. So there was discernment. And I think it's, on, I can honestly say that it didn't really matter whether I came up or not. Aha, all right. I think that's what I would. Yeah. I think that's true. Okay. You think it's true. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
I knew you were going to get here. <laughs> it seems to be true, honestly, that it didn't matter. On the other hand, I came up, but uh, I didn't have to come up. Aha. Beautiful. That's it. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank Beautiful. You. Okay. Now I let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God it's lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't remember which one. Which? Susan? Yeah, Susan. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? And then your son. Okay. We can do that too. And we'll see how many we get with just a little space before lunch. Hi. Um, when you were talking with Mark about the journey, and what keeps coming up here is, I should be done with this by now, because I started at three and now I'm 62, so that's, en that's, that's enough. Is I, it? I should be done. I see. Yeah, I should really All be right. done. So I'm really mad that I'm not done. And, <laughs> and I've had all these great experiences and all this seeing and knowing and resting and then something gets pulled out and, and I'm a, a Jungian analyst and I've had 15 years of Jungian analysis and so I know the, the person, personality way better than I really want to. And it, it just, <laughs> it, it just seems like, um, I'm tired of her, and I want her to go away. Who wants her to go away? That's it. She want, The mind wants the mind to go away. Uh-huh. And I see that, and that's what started coming up, and then all this just rage pouring out, like an archetypal rage, not personal, just yeah. rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The mind will keep producing things, you know? Yeah, I noticed that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just going to keep the show going. Yeah, so then when you were talking about the trunk, I thought, well, can I just leave this one? But it felt, there's so much movement in the body the last couple of days, of like a kundalini or shatka, a lot of really strong, hot energy, and so I'm constantly sitting like this, like mm. winding and then unwinding. Mm. There's that experience mm. in the body. Mm. Mm. It's like when I, I feel there's times of feeling like I'm done, and then, but I do take other people's energy because I'm a psychologist, so I do work with a lot of different energies, and I notice trying not to identify with that the Velcro where they kind of stick. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So how would you know when it, if it was done? But I know if it was done. Mm -hmm. Well, I get that feeling, and then I, the mind, I don't, it's like I don't trust it. I haven't done enough. I should be more. I should have done more. I should be more. Well, that'll keep you doing and being. Forever. Forever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yet something is tired of it. Yeah. It's worn out. 
but yet you're sustaining it. Mm-hmm. They're very busy. With those thoughts are firing, but they're not they're not complete thoughts. I, I work sometimes with children with ADHD and I explain to them how the axons are firing at the synapses. And I was doing this the other day and I thought, oh, look at that. There they go. There they go. Yeah. And and are thoughts believed? Sometimes. What kind of thoughts are believed? That I should do more. That ah. I'm, I'm not enough. Okay. And and what would it look like if you if you were enough or you had enough done? How would you know? How would I know? Hmm. A feeling of being complete. Is that a phenomenal completeness? It's the Susan character feeling complete. Yeah. Yeah. And um, do you think that has to be there? Do, do you, is that a trick of mind or is that well, my, really? the analyst I worked with she used to ask every time do you feel completed Ah. and I'd say no <laughs> ah. and then I learned to say yes because that was the right answer yeah that was her own thing <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never quite got that yeah so there's still this looking for completion did she say that at the end of the session mm-hmm. ah okay that's her own stuff yeah okay that's herself wondering yeah. can I mm-hmm. is it safe you know can I let you go yeah, you won't kill I... yourself exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly okay so you can drop that that was about that was about her okay right so, so this sense of completion. Wouldn't it be very clever if mind had said, ah, that'll keep the show going. We'll just, there cannot be a sense of completion because, because infinity is built in to that. To that. Mm-hmm. It, infinity is built into the finite. That's, that's the magnificent thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know the finite story of the Susan character has infinity within it. That's where infinity is. Yeah, infinity see, isn't, yeah. it's not, you know, it's only always contained within the finite because yeah, it's, it's a dualistic thing. Yes. So, 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 you know, how can the sense of closure or completeness actually show itself then? Like, if you're wired to the finite, fine, but if you're wired to the infinite, which seems to be what your mind has done, mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of tuned into the infinite frequency so that the incompleteness is it's spinning all spinning. the time. Mm-hmm. It's spinning. It's clever. Yeah, because oh. I've given everything away, I got rid of, lost everything, gave everything away, nothing, you know, okay, what, what's, what do I have to do now? What do you want from me? Yeah, yeah. I've given you everything. What do you yeah. want? But that's really the mind. That's, that's the mind. Mm-hmm. That's the mind. Yeah. So what if, <clears throat> Susan, there will never be a sense of closure or completeness for the Susan character? <sighs> okay. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I'd like to give up. But then I feel like I shouldn't do that. What, what's saying that you shouldn't do that? Mm. Little Baptist girl. <laughs> <laughs> That'll burn in hell if she's not good. Yeah. Hell, take me. <laughs> I'm all yours. I'm all yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's fine. the destiny of this body mind. May I burn forever. Okay. <laughs>
I can take it. <laughs> what can take it? Yeah. So what is it about the burning in hell? Because that's an unusual response. I can take it. Oh, someone said that to me. A teacher said that to me. I'll go ahead, go for it. You can take it. Ah, okay. All right. But it's also the child that the first sentence was, I do it myself. Okay. I do it myself. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And what if it's if it was all easier than what than what you thought it was? If the search is the thing that moves you out of what you are, if the doing is moving you out of what you are. Yeah, we. Well, yeah, I've heard you say that to other people, and I was sense. Yeah, that is what's doing it. Yeah. But then fear comes up. Then. That fear that I might not. It might not be okay. Yeah. For. For that child, for that little girl. Uh huh. And then again, it might. You can go healing stuff forever. There's always yeah. material for it. Yeah. But it feels... It doesn't feel alive, you know? It doesn't. I, I mean, yes. I, I, yeah. It's almost like I've been done a long time, but just haven't acknowledged it. or You just kept chewing on something yeah. that was already digested, you mm -hmm. know? Even for like 40 years, chewing on it. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Why not? That happens too. I just thought of a dream image of my dog with its bone uh -huh. and he kept digging and trying to get it back and, <laughs> and I was saying, no, it's okay, you can, we can leave it. Yeah. It's like that. It's, yeah. It's okay to leave it. To leave it. Leave the bone alone. To leave things. Okay, so if the Susan character were to leave things undone, unresolved, not closed, sloppy, Unfinished. Could the Susan character be okay with all that? Consequences? <laughs> Who cares? So, uh, I think there's still that worrying about what other people would think. Okay. Yeah. They'll think what they want to think. Who are mm -hmm. we to manipulate what they think? Okay. Give them permission to think what they want to think. It's like totally accept the feeling of being undone, that it's not complete. Make friends with that. Because, because that sense that it's not complete, if that's completely accepted, then it can't motivate you to keep chewing this stuff. So make it okay to be totally and absolutely incomplete. Incomplete, totally and completely unresolved. Okay. Totally unresolved. And I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know will absolutely start mm -hmm. kicking in, which is great, mm -hmm. you know? And then even that having to know 
having to know everything, study everything, read everything, know everything, can stop that. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unresolved, unfinished, books bought, never read, That's... half books read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can sit there. Mm-hmm. Undone, unresolved, open-ended. Welcome it. Be okay, okay with it. Get okay. used to it. Don't let it motivate an action. Because what happens is the sense of complete of incomplete comes in, undone, not enough comes in, and action happens. And off we go again, and the treadmill is cranked up. So the sense of incomplete, I'd love to see that sense not connected to a doing. So doing things to complete something. Break the connection. Break that. Yes. That's, that was the tie from the other day when I talked to you. Getting things done. Being perfect. Yes. Addiction to perfection. To perfection, yeah, yeah. yeah. According to your own standard, of course. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah which is... Yeah. yeah. Which you seem to be completely, you know, upping as you go along. Yeah. Because there's always more, because, you know, because the incomplete story. Yeah. And off you go. It might be like Kuan Yin or Christ or... Yeah. Yeah. If the two of them were achieved, it'd have to be, you know, the Buddha oh, and oh. where else do we go then? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, God herself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Piece of cake, you know. <laughs> no wonder I'm tired. Uh huh. No wonder you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder you're tired. Mm-hmm. Incomplete. I am beautifully incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it would be unusual for you to like not wash the dishes for two days, mm-hmm. then don't wash the dishes for two days. Do you know, wherever yeah. it is incomplete, wherever you see incompleteness, mm-hmm. and it's mo- motivating, that idea is motivating you into action, don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Practically, you'll have to wash the dishes because you won't have enough clean ones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, I, I, that one I can do. But all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just wherever you feel that incompleteness motivates an action, identify that. Identify that. And let incomplete. Anytime it's felt undone, incomplete. It seems to be more in the spiritual realm. It does seem to be in the yeah. spiritual realm. It does, mm-hmm. yeah. It mm-hmm. does, yeah. 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 It is, yeah. Yeah. So if it's like tomorrow morning, yeah, I really should, you know, and it's like, okay, why? What's the motivation coming from? Ah, I'd enjoy it. Okay, perfect. Fine, do okay. it. Is it coming from I should or I ought to? Don't do it. See what happens. Just do the opposite and see what arises. Okay. What, what's hiding behind the doing? So I could skip a retreat once in a while. And stay you home. could stop going altogether. Yeah. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break all your rules. Yeah. Break all your rules. Okay. See. Does anything show itself or is it, is it just that loop? Mm-hmm. There might be something underneath it, but it really could be just a loop. Mm-hmm. Fed by just a belief that there's incomplete, just not enough. Just that there's more, and it's like, there's never enough for mine. Sure, there's never enough. It's yeah. just going to continue on, because that's what it does. It's a... Mother Teresa wouldn't be enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she was a piece of cake too, so... Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. 
do actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. As soon as I have permission not to know yeah, and yeah. not to go, it's the going. I get so tired of going. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe make a list so that you really, really do identify because this could be very tricky. Might be clear now, but it might be very tricky tomorrow. Yeah, the pee is falling out. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah you know, just, just, just make a list of like when that sense of incompleteness is running, and you know, and and what it would normally, what the action would normally follow on from that motivation. Just see, yeah, is that why I went to that retreat? Is that why I go there? Is that why mm-hmm. I? Do the work I do is that, how, where is this bleeding into in my life? It would be really good to do an audit, really good. Yes, because I can see it's in the work I do, having, you know, that Christian ethic of God first, others second, yourself last. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's really in there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, really do a good mind map, you know, just an audit to, to just... And, and write it down so that you can see it everywhere. So that and stick it on the fridge, you know, okay. so that you can absolutely see. Yeah, yeah. This this is the map now. This is the map. This mm-hmm. this spaghetti. Yeah, it's infiltrating in so many aspects of your life. Yeah, I've done this before, but I've done with little beliefs. So that's too stringy of a way to do it. It needs to go to the core stuff. You need to go to the core yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's the incomplete. It's all of that. Yeah, all the incompleteness. Yeah, incompleteness, and what does it motivate me to do? Yeah. And then let's look at the, the things we do in life, and what of these can be done in a different way, or what can be dropped? Because I had a lot of anger towards her for a long time. Who? This person that told me, are you, I was ah, seeing okay. her for many years, she was a teacher, a Zen uh-huh. teacher, and, uh-huh. and a union analyst, so I would, I had this incredible rage, like she ruined my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was that statement. Huh. Yeah. Well, we do the dance that we do until yeah. we stop. Until we stop. Yeah, until we stop. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a dancer, so that's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make friends with incomplete. incomplete. Make friends with it. And imperfection. And imperfection, of mm-hmm. course, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And you're missing it. I am missing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Sure, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, Susan. Thank it's you. a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we just, yeah, and, and then we go to lunch. Yeah, it feels like this uh, has a time thing on it. So, um, I've been contemplating my talk with you on Friday night. Uh-huh. Uh, first, I had a dream. Not really a dream, but I woke up and just the end of it, but I had a sense that I just ha- had the sense that I saw people all night long. And, um, and it's almost like the question getting answered and that I get really enchanted with people, and um, I contemplated that a little bit, and um, I think just organically I came into this body an empath, and I didn't really know that I was, because if that's how you are, you think everybody is like that, like that, 
And when someone said that to me some years ago, I really drew back. It, it, it was a good pointer, and I drew back from that. Um, but it's it's still it's still running in some ways. Like um, I work in a psychiatric hospital, and there are many horrendous stories there. Yeah. And you know, sometimes someone will be telling me their story, and my eyes will just be tearing. You know, I'll be, mm. you know, seeing that they're not their story, mm. but, you know, that still the tears are there. Mm. And um, so I, I, can't, I can't even imagine how I could draw back more because I already feel pretty impersonal. Yes, yes. Uh, that it's pretty healthy at the moment. Um, you know, like I sort of have, unless I don't want information, unless I need to know. Yes. Like I can be really helpful, and then I certainly don't give information unless someone asks me. Yes. So, um, do you have anything to add? What's, is the, is the empathetic passion creating some something is it no well i think that i sort of know people and am interested in helping people and whether that which came first i don't know you know i love my job even though it's difficult i love it and i love i love the patients and i love the patients that I mean, my goal is to help them with their suffering, you know, but, um, so... If you weren't to have a goal then, if work was just something that happened and there was no goal, no consequences, no noticing of any shift in them or... Yeah, well, I, I do, um, I do practice letting go because sometimes... I'm just not a match for them, and it's not, you know, it's not going to go. I mean, it's a hospital, there's a lot of people, a lot of circumstances. I'm not, I'm not always going to be successful at supporting someone. I do my best. Okay. So, and I don't, if you ask me what's more important, you know, letting go and becoming mm. is more okay. More important. Okay. So, so, so is there a bit of an agenda about alleviating suffering in the world? Maybe, maybe there is, but it's not like, I, I, I just want to do my best. You know, I want to meet them. I want to have compassion for them and... If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. Where does that value system come from? Probably my mother. Can you drop it? Uh, it seems... It's, I maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty... 
basic. In does it? It does. It does. But, or primary or something, I don't know. Okay, you see, the work would continue, but the agenda could be dropped. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's more a way of being than an agenda. <clears throat> okay. At the hospital, it's a little bit like... Just bring the mic up. It's a little mm -hmm. bit like um, a desire. It's like a little bit... Yeah. yeah like a desire yeah. to be present and... Yeah. Be yeah. ready and... That's what I'm after. So what would I do? Yeah, what would you do without desire? What would happen? Well, I don't know if I'd even get there on time. Exactly. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's find out what would life look like without desire. Because the desire can only be there with the personal eye. Can only be there with identification with the one who wants things to be a certain way, who believes the world could be improved upon, who's making a difference, any of those kind of things, they, they're in there somewhere, those kind of things, you know? Because that's the story of desire. It, 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 it knows how, how to improve the world a bit. You make a very good point. Okay. I'm flying in the face of all Christian values and turning them upside down, but yes, it's a good point. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. What would it be like to have not to have any motivation stemming from desire? Well, I would be very free. Yes. Yes. That which would be flowing through would be living the life without the superimposition of something that's trying to direct it in a direction because it believes it can improve upon pure awareness. Well, I know that it can't. Yeah, you know that it can't, but still you're doing it, huh? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. And I think it is more like a motivating force. No. Yeah. Now that you've pointed it out to me. Yeah. And mind will justify anything, you know. It will justify desire because, well, you'd stay in bed all day if you didn't have the desire to get up. It's going to throw out every kind of a reason because it believes that without it being there that the whole thing will fall apart. Let's see. Okay. Call its bluff. See if the body will get up when the clock is, is rang, see, or the clock goes off. You know, see, see what happens. See how do you approach someone without the desire to alleviate their suffering. See what is present for them. And then you'll see who is present, to whom. Well, I'm, I'm remembering after I told you I had an awakening ex experience and I'm remembering that something else entirely was operating. Yes. It, you know, that there was, there was freedom and ease and some things got done and some things didn't get done. Yes. Yes. And I didn't care which. Yes. 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 
So I, I know it works fine. It works fine. I'm dead. <laughs> so, so can you return to that? Yes, I'd love to. Yes. Give yourself permission to do so. Yeah. It's batteries, yeah. No worries. It's, it's, a, it's a call to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you... I just want to share this. Can we share this? <laughs> so, so in, it's great that you've had a, a, a phase of, of no personal eye and that which was moving through the form is moving through the form. So then there's no fear of it because people are usually... <gasps> If I, I wouldn't do anything all day, but just, just what mind will conjure up because it has to justify its own, you know, its, its own existence, <laughs> its own seeming existence. So, so, so the fear is gone because you've had the experience before. But let's see, let's see how, how the personality, the body-mind operates without any motivation to do the right thing, the good thing, the thing that comes easily to you, without any motivating factor, which is what we're calling desire. Let's see how it would happen in the workplace. Because there's a contract at work. We're expected to do something for money. You know, there's a, there's a deal, huh? So it's fine when you've got time out to, to some things get done and some things that don't. And it's great when you, it happens on a Saturday or something and the day just, wow, there was no personal lie there. But, but life has to be lived. We live in the West. We still have to pay the mortgage. We still got to do these things. So it's like, okay, let's see if awakening can happen. You know, if, if the awakened state is given space to show itself, and what does the day look like? And, and if there is like, you're 10 minutes late for one day, it's like, okay, what would need to kick in if it's not a desire? What is it? So get to know that territory. Is there something in here that takes care, that just honors the pattern of being punctual, that is not desire-driven? Find out what is the natural movement from a good habit and what has been bought by desire. You know, just off the top of my head, the desire is overlaid. By, you know, just the natural intelligence. Yes. Yes. And I don't know why it would even have to be overlaid. Uh-huh. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Why. It seems strange. Yes, doesn't it? It probably was my mother in that way, the conditioning. Sure. Yeah. I mean... In a good way, she was that also, but in another way. Yes. Yes. Let's see what happens. Okay. Thank you very Wonderful. much. Wonderful. Sure. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. That's really lovely. Thank you. Okay, folks. Let's do lunch. <laughs>